0: Good morning, everyone. We are so glad that you are here to worship with us. We have some uh, great announcements this morning. Look, we have Christmas stockings. Merry Christmas, everybody. So uh, it is always Christmas here. So uh, this Thursday, you can bring back the Christmas stockings that you've been filling up and take them to the portico because these are going to go to the Salvation Army, to the kids at Christmas time. If you haven't gotten one yet, you need to get it and bring it back this Thursday. It's going to be pretty great. So, this Tuesday night, there's a bunch of meetings at the church uh, for go to meetings. We have trustees at four, finance at five, board of stewards at six, and those are all on go to meetings. So, it's going to be great. Also, we have some big plans for back to school events with social distancing for our youth and kids. So, stay tuned. We have that information coming soon. And don't forget to join us here on Thursdays in this beautiful sanctuary. You can wear a mask and uh, worship with us at Thursdays at 5.30. We have Mosaic on Tuesdays at 6.30 outside. Uh, And then Sundays are online and you don't wanna miss any of it. It's all a lot of fun. Um, So I want you right now, write something in the comments so we know who is worshiping with us. And also if you have a friend or somebody you know who is a teacher, would you write their name in the comments? We wanna start praying for all of our teachers that are gonna be going back to work Some of them will be teaching in person, and some of them are going to be teaching online for the very first time, so it's a new concept for them, so be praying for them. I'm just going to say Hannah Murray, it's her first year teaching, and she's going to be doing it online, so be praying for her, um, and pray for our kids as well. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Loving God, we are so thankful that we can come worship this morning. Uh, We lift up all of the students and teachers that are preparing to go back to school, Uh, We pray that you will bless them, help them have an awesome year, and I pray that you will help us have an awesome worship experience this morning. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: God the Father, Almighty Maker of Heaven and Maker of Earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only begotten Son, our Lord. I believe in the Holy Spirit, one holy church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sin. I believe in the resurrection i believe in a life that never ends i believe what i believe is what makes me what i am i did not make it no it is making me i did not make it no it is making me i did not make it no it is making me it's the very truth of god and not the invention of any man I believe it, I believe it.
2: Lift you high in the lowest valley, yes, I will bless your name. That you high in the lowest valley yes i will bless your name oh yes i will sing for joy when my heart is heavy all my days choose to praise, to glorify, glorify the name of all names, that nothing can stand against. And I choose to praise, to glorify, glorify the name of all names, that nothing can stand against. And I choose to praise. To glorify, glorify the name of all names, that nothing can stand against. Oh, yes, I will lift You high in the lowest valley. Yes, I will bless Your name. Oh, yes, I will sing for joy. In the heart is heavy, oh my
1: dark night
3: Good morning. What a powerful message that is. Thank you, Molly, and praise band for that. For that reminder that none of us is alone. We have God with us no matter what. So if you feel lonely, um, if you are tired of being inside, if you have a loved one who is in a nursing home right now who can't really have visitors or someone you know is in the hospital and you're struggling right now, know that you're not alone and know that God is with you and know that your church loves you and we are still doing ministry your gifts and your help and your support either giving online or putting a gift in the mail helps us keep doing things like uh, Christmas in July you know if you haven't picked up one of these stockings up call the church office and come by and get one and fill this up and bring it back uh, next Thursday we're still doing missions on Fridays with our ladle of love. We're still doing missions with our, our clothes closet. We are still doing discipleship. We're doing Bible studies. We're doing children and youth ministry. We're worshiping together even though we're not always together in the same room. Your support helps us, and we thank you so much for that. Your prayer requests are important to us. If you want to send us one, you can write it in the comment section. Or you can email it to us at FUMC at FUMCGadston.org and we'll get your prayer request and get it to the prayer team. But right now, I want you to, wherever you are and whatever situation you are, just take a moment and join me. And let's pray right now. Lord, we thank you so much that you love us. We thank you that you are always with us. We thank you for forgiveness and for redemption. We need all of that. And we need your help right now, Lord. Our, our, our nation needs your help. Our, our health care workers, our, our scientists need your help. We all need your help. Because, Lord, for four million of us in America who've been affected by this disease, and, and for those who have lost loved ones, and for those who are sick and still trying to recover, God, we need healing. We need healing. We need wisdom for our leaders And, God, we need you to pour your grace upon us. Pour it upon us now. Shed your grace on us even now. And, Lord, for the generosity of those who are giving even now and and those who are going to give, thank you so much for that. Thank you for the ministries that take place because of generous hearts of people. And, Lord, we pray that our worship is pleasing to you today and we love you. And we say all this in Jesus' name. Amen.
2: From my mother's womb, you had chosen. child of God full of faith I am a child of God and I'm no longer a slave to fear and I am a child of God and I'm no longer a slave to fear, I am a child of God.
3: Let me say again how glad I am that you're with us today, and I hope that, that you are blessed already by worshiping with us. I mean, how blessed and how fortunate are we to get to worship together at a time like this, and I know how blessed and fortunate I am to be able to work with a group of people that I work with and to be at this church. I'm thankful today. I'm thankful that uh, you're joining us. Of all the things you could be doing right now, you're worshiping with us. So, I want to ask you to turn to Romans chapter 8. Grab a Bible, um, pull up your Bible app, turn to Romans chapter 8, verses 26 through 39 will be what we'll be reading together today. Romans 8, verses 26 through 39. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, For we do not know how to pray as we ought, but the very Spirit intercedes with sighs too deep for words. And God, who searches the heart, knows what is in the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. We know that all things work together for good for those who love God, who are called according to His purpose, For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn within a large family. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. What then are we to say about these things? If God is for us, who is against us? He who did not withhold his own son, but gave him up for all of us, will he not with him also give us everything else? Who will bring any charges against God's elect? It is Christ Jesus who died, yes, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who intercedes for us, who will separate us from the love of Christ. Will hardship or distress or persecution Or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we are being killed all day long. We are counted as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Somebody was telling me one time about a book that they found in Mo- on a trip to Moscow. And it was an old history book, and it was a history book that was written about Vladimir Lenin, and it was written back before Glasnost ever came to, to Russia. And so it was kind of written in the old style. And according to this book, Vladimir Lenin never made a mistake. Now just let that sink in for a minute. In all of the years where he was the head of the Soviet government, according to this book, he never made a single mistake. He never made a wrong decision. He never messed up. Wow. We really believe that, don't we? Wink, wink. I mean, you and I know that's not right. I, I, just, okay, I know you're watching and I know you're not here, but just raise your hand if you've ever made a mistake. Everybody in this room... Yeah, we're all good. Uh, So I I just wanted to make sure that I I wasn't alone in this. I guess I've known a few people in my lifetime who think that they've never made a mistake, who kind of think the world revolves around them. But most of us know that we're flawed human beings. Most of us know that we are prone to messing up, right? Uh, I mean, even as preachers, I'm not going to speak for Pastor Andy, um, but I know that I'm far from perfect, and my wife is helping with the sound, and she's saying amen. She's, she's praising God back there that I admitted that. But uh, no, we can't say that. We can't say that. Uh, this past Wednesday, I uh, was doing chapter 8 of the Gospel of John. I'm, I'm doing the Gospel of John in my Bible study on Wednesday night if you want to join us. We did chapter 8 this last Wednesday. And in the first 11 verses of chapter 8, we have the scribes and Pharisees who bring a woman before Jesus. Jesus is teaching in the temple, and they bring this poor woman before Jesus and throw her down in front of Jesus and say, Jesus, this woman was caught in adultery, and the law of Moses says that we're supposed to stone her to death. What do you say? And Jesus bent down and started riding on the ground with his finger in the dust and then he said this he said let anyone among you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her anyone anyone without anyone without sin anybody never made a mistake anybody who's perfect anybody who doesn't have any faults anybody who's totally blameless go ahead So, if the old whole, uh, Soviet history books are right, I guess if Vladimir Lenin had been there, he could have thrown a stone, but uh, no, we know that's not right. We know that's not right. And the people in Jesus' presence in John chapter 8 knew that wasn't right because one by one they all dropped their stone to ground to the ground from the oldest to the youngest and turned and walked away and we'd have to do the same thing because Even though we are fearfully and wonderfully made, Psalm 139 tells us we're fearfully and wonderfully made, we're special, we're made in the image of God, but we're fallen human beings and we make mistakes. We we have faults. We know that. We know that we have weaknesses. Let's just admit it. I know how weak I am. In fact, I know that sometimes I don't even know what to say when I pray. When I try to pray to God, sometimes I just, I don't know what to say. You ever have days like that? You ever have days, maybe you've had a week like that this past week, where you are hurting so bad and things are so hard that you just open your mouth and nothing but a groan of pain comes out. So here's where our freedom comes in. Because all week long, I mean all month long, we've been talking about freedom. We've been talking about you know, freedom to lay our burdens down and freedom to, to make choices and freedom to pull weeds or not to pull weeds. And Today we're talking about the freedom, a very special freedom, a freedom to ask. We are free to ask God for what we need even when we don't know what to say. Now, how does that work? How do we ask God for help when we don't know what to say. And here's how that works. You see, when we say yes to Jesus, the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. And the Holy Spirit intercedes for us with sighs too deep for words. This passage in, in Romans chapter 8 tells us. Uh, 8, 26. And then in verse 27 it says that God knows what the Spirit means with those deep groans. So inside of us deep calls out to deep and the Holy Spirit intercedes for us according to the will of God even when we don't know what to say. Because sometimes when we pray our prayers just come out as a cry. Sometimes our prayers are just silence and sometimes our prayers are just tears. And sometimes the best we can do is to say something like, Lord, help me. That's not really very eloquent. It's not really very churchy sounding. But it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. We don't have to have everything organized in alphabetical order before God will help us and hear our prayers. Why? Because prayer is all about the one who listens to our prayers. You see, God is strong. We're weak, but he is strong. I saw a quote this last week from Max Lucado. I like Max Lucado very much. Max, if you're listening this morning, good job. Um, So Max Lucado wrote this about prayer. He said, Our prayers may be awkward. Our attempts may be feeble. But since the power of prayer is in the one who hears it and not in the one who says it, Our prayers do make a difference. The power of prayer is in the one who hears it and not the one who says it. So we're free. We're we're free to ask, even if we don't really know the right words to say. And prayer makes a difference. It makes a difference not because we're so cool, but it makes a difference because of the one who hears it. Because... Of the very character of God. Everything I'm saying today basically is boiling down to the very character of God. And God says you're free to ask. As a matter of fact, Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount said ask. And it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. He says if you are just normal everyday People, If you're an evil person and your child asks you for a fish, are you going to give them a serpent? If your child asks you for for bread, will you give them a stone? And so if you, being evil, know how to give gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So ask. You're free to ask. Hebrews 4 tells us that we're free to boldly come before the throne of grace. God wants us to. God wants us to ask, and to ask with boldness, not to try to persuade God to do something God doesn't want to do, not because we're perfect, but because of the very character of God whose posture toward us, by the way, is always redeeming love. So how do we do that? We do it because the Holy Spirit lives in us, and and God understands that even when he doesn't understand our words Why we're free to ask even when we don't have the right words is because God loves us so much and God is for us and God is ready to give. Romans 8.32, we just read a few minutes ago says he who did not withhold his own son but gave him up for all of us will he not also with him give us everything else? We're free to ask because God loves us, because God is for us. It's not about us. It's about the character of God. It's about the one who loves us, the one who hears us, the one who is for us. Do you know today or do you just need to be reminded how much God is for you and how much God loves you? It's been a long, hot week this last week, hasn't it? I mean, it's just, it's been hot, it's been muggy, welcome to Alabama, right? But I remember uh, when I was a kid running, I would go into my grandmother's just being a little kid, running around outside and playing until I was red in the face and my hair was soaked with sweat, and running into the house with a screen door slamming behind me, and going into the kitchen and uh, wanting a drink of water so bad, my grandmother kept an big enamel bucket with a gourd dipper in it and the water in that bucket was just for drinking and she drew it from the well. Now okay she had indoor plumbing and all of that but she also had a well and that well was deep and the water that you drew from that well uh, was just cool all the time and it tasted so good and she kept it in this enamel bucket and The problem was I was too little to reach the bucket and the dipper to get a drink of water. So I went to my grandmother and I said, Mama, can I have some of your water? And my grandmother looked at me and she said, Oh, honey, if all I had was a cup of water, I'd give it to you. And she took me into the kitchen and she picked me up and she sat me on the counter. And I got that gourd dipper And I just drank and drank all I could drink. All I could hold of that cool water. While my grandmother was sitting there looking at me. Smiling at me. The whole time. That's the way God loves you. That's how much God loves you. That's how much God is for you. That's why you're free to ask. That's why we're free to ask. So. Here's. Kind of a sticky question. What do we do when we ask and we don't get the answer from God that we like? Ooh, that happens sometimes. All right, so here's a trick question. I'm just warning you in advance. It's a trick question. Here's the trick question. Does God answer every prayer? Okay, I told you it was a trick question. The answer is yes, but, yes, but, sometimes we don't like the answer that God gives. Oh, sometimes the answer is yes, because sometimes our prayers line up with God's will and God's timing, and we receive what we ask for, and we're like, whoo, I mean, that feels so good. Don't you love it when that happens? But sometimes the answer is no. And if you are a parent or if you are a teacher or if you've got nieces and nephews and you've been around little kids, you know that sometimes you can't say yes to that little darling. Why? Because sometimes they ask you for something that would hurt them. Sometimes they ask you for something that they're not ready for. Sometimes they don't even know what they're asking. So If we know that sometimes we have to say no to our our little sweethearts, then what happens if a parent always says yes to that child? What, What happens? You know, at the very least, you're going to have a spoiled brat. That's not what love looks like. And God loves us. You know what? God loves us too much to say yes to every prayer. Because we don't know. We don't know sometimes what we're even asking. Sometimes the answer is yes. Sometimes the answer is no. And Sometimes the answer is wait. Oh, I hate it when the answer is wait. I hate that. I hate because the truth is we expect things to happen right away. And the other truth is we got to let go of that mess. We've got to let go of our expectations that everything's going to happen right now. We've got to let go of the thought that uh, we're going to get through this life without any trouble, without any suffering, without any pain. That we're going to get through this life and grow in our maturity without waiting. It just doesn't happen. We've got to let go We've even got to let go of our need to understand everything because that's not happening. I don't care how smart you are. Look, life is is unfair sometimes. We, We don't understand why things happen the way they do sometimes. But our lack of understanding is sort of like when a child doesn't understand when the parent says no or when the child doesn't understand when the parent says await, or when the child doesn't understand, when the parent doesn't catch them every time they fall and they end up scraping their knees and their elbows. There's a great little book that I like and I recommend to you. It's called The Will of God by Leslie Weatherhead. And in this book, he gives a kind of a strange but very helpful illustration. He says, just suppose that there is a big convention of toddlers and newborns and let's suppose that all of those toddlers and newborns can just gather on their own, so they're somehow able to to mobilize, and they all can talk with each other, and they all can understand each other. And so you've got a, a, a baby and toddler convention, and let's say that the, the chairman of the baby and toddler convention comes up to the little tiny microphone, and he adjusts his bib, and he addresses the convention and says... Ladies and gentlemen, I am sure, I'm convinced without a shadow of a doubt that my parents do not love me. I mean, will you just look at all the scrapes and scratches on my knees and on my elbows and just look at yourselves. Your knees and elbows are just as red and scratched up as mine are. So obviously our parents do not love us because they do not prevent us from getting scraped knees and elbows. At this point, I'm willing to entertain a motion. Does anyone have a motion? And let's suppose a little chubby baby raises her little hand and says, Mr. Chairman, I move that we protest the carelessness of our parents and that we demand that in the future no furniture be made that has a sharp corner. We demand that no asphalt or any abrasive material be used uh, outside the home. And we demand that all of the claws be removed from every cat and every dog. All in favor, say aye. Thunderous baby applause. I know that's kind of silly. I know that's kind of ridiculous. But honestly, sometimes that's the way we are with God. Sometimes life hurts us. Sometimes it is difficult, it's It's awful and then sometimes when that happens, we look at God and say, God, don't you care? Don't you love me? Can't you see I'm hurting here? God, don't you know that I need the answer to my prayer right now? So what do we do? What do we do when we ask and we don't get what God, uh, we don't like what God says to us? Here's some things I think we need to remember. And I'll close with these three things. I think we need to remember in those times when we don't like the answer we get from God. That although uh, life is sometimes painful and unfair in a fallen world that we live in. That God is always good. That God is always good. Remember that I said before this boils down to the character of God. God is always good. God always loves us. And God is always for us. So, and then the second thing is, we remember this. No matter what, no matter what, God is with us. God is with us. Don't you remember when we read in Romans 8, 38 and 39, this beautiful passage? For I'm convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor heights, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God and Christ Jesus our Lord. Uh, Pastor Andy, in his youth devotion this week, said this. He said, we could rewrite this a little bit, and I, I might not be saying it just like he did we could say for i'm convinced that neither pandemic nor politics nor fear of the future nor regret from the past nor pain of the present nor quarantine nor face mask nor canceled events nothing will be able to separate us from the love of god in christ jesus so god is always with us and then finally we remember we remember god can bring something good God can bring something good even out of something painful. That's what Romans 8.28 means. 8.28 of Romans is one of those verses that gets misunderstood sometimes. It doesn't say, y'all, it doesn't say that everything will always be good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. It says all things work together for good, even the bad things, even the painful things. And all those things, God can bring about something good. That doesn't mean that God causes the bad stuff, like hurricanes and pandemics. Sometimes bad things happen just because we made a dumb decision and our actions have consequences. But I'll say this one last time. It's about the character of God. And God loves us so much that he gives us freedom to choose along with freedom to ask. So whatever you're going through right now, wherever you are on your journey, know that you're free to ask God even when you don't have the right things to say. No, God is with you and for you. And know God can turn something good even out of your worst mess. Let's pray. God, help that to sink into our hearts today. That you're for us, that you're with us, that nothing will separate us. And that in all things, you can work things together for something good for us. Bolster that confidence inside of us even now. Amen.
2: I stand True.
3: Okay, so you, right there, wherever you are, yes, you, you're free to ask. You're free to ask because God loves you and God is for you and God is with you and God is working right now to turn whatever pain you have, whatever trouble you have, into something beautiful. Now go in God's grace. Amen.